UA Wellington standard 10,882 to 10,191 a medical doctor of the Souk school grade standard 10,112 MD married Juana Marcus BG standard 10,092 to 10,186 chiefly noted as betrayer of Duke Leto Atreides bibliography appendix 7 imperial conditioning and betrayal comma the from Dictionary of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irma. Hey, welcome back, listeners, to another episode of I've Read Dune, the podcast where I've read Dune. <laughs> uh, my name is Rory, and I have read Dune. With me are two boys who haven't read Dune. Boy one is Austin Bridges. Hello. And boy two is Andrew Davison. Why does he get to be boy one? All right. So you are you are Fade Ratha to his to his uh, piter. How's that? I, I I almost maybe have enough knowledge to get that reference. Are we <laughs> are we okay. doing Peter? Are we doing Peter? Are we doing? P- I like Tom? Peter because it's funny to me. But I'm pretty sure he would have spelled it P E if he wanted it Peter. It'd be I like no. It's like spider, but without the S. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about uh, the latest thing you've read about Dune. <laughs> yeah. So this week in reading of Dune. What we talked about was, uh, so as I mentioned last week, uh, there's going to be a, you know, a one by one introduction of all of, uh, all of Paul's friends who are his dad's dad's friends, friends. dad's friends as they walk (laughs) through, through Paul's house. His dad's very cool friends. His dad's cool (laughs) friends and hang out with his kid. Um, so, uh, but this one we do, we, we finally meet our Mr. Dr. Yue. Oh, oh, okay. The boy, the, who we've, the boy we've told will be of poisonous uh, intent. Right. Okay. Yes. The the doctor who who is resisted conditioning. Uh. So he comes in. He gives Paul a big stack of books about uh, uh, Arrakis for the flight, for the flight to Arrakis. So you can study on Arrakis. Are they taking a cool ship or is this just like coach? Coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's i mean it's a little bit of it's not really a spoiler it just hasn't happened yet it's a little bit both they uh they they kind of coach is the safest way to travel and so since they don't want to have to deal with Perrin harkonnen's malarkey they do basically fly coach are his uh, are his hired pirates actually called m- the malarkey the malarkey the harkonnen <laughs> malarkey <laughs> Because that's a really good name for a group of mischievous boys, <laughs> or the name of a of a space boat, some kind <laughs> yeah, of the, spaceship is the Malarkey. The, the Malarkey. <laughs> Unfortunately, they are not named the Malarkey. 
Okay. But yeah, they are going to do long-form travel in coach. Gotcha. Uh, UA, you know, feels real guilty about how his betrayal is going to kill this sweet boy Paul. Mm. And I don't really know how much we're supposed to empathize with with that <laughs> that feeling. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad about this thing that I'm still Paul, totally going to do. Paul, let's be clear. Paul is a sour boy. He's not a sweet boy. He's sour he's like just, lemons. He's just, he's just a... He's just... <laughs> he's a sweet boy. He's just a little bit prissy. He was okay. plucked straight from the sour patch. But he's a nice guy. He ain't, he ain't causing no trouble. He's got he's them not, dreams. He's not out there stealing rims. <laughs> Space rims. <laughs> so, okay. So he gives him books. Yeah, then he gives him the best book. A copy of Dune. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's really no, he already uh, gave unexpectedly him a copy of meta. Yeah, well, I mean, he did kind of give him a book of book called Dune in the sense that it's a book about Arrakis and blah, blah, blah. That's our, you know. Uh, True. This book, the, the special gift, though, is actually uh, a paper copy of the Orange Catholic Bible. Um, okay. Pr- pretty are, unexpected. are orange Catholics like Roman Catholics? I think the intent is yeah that it's a it's a new sect of Catholic of Catholicism or newer. Hold on. So um, the book wait. is old. Go ahead. Benny Benny so we got Benny Jesuits, we got the, the Jesuits. Right. And then just straight up Catholics. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so something well, so, that I haven't really had uh explained to me before, this is the future of our world. Is it? Uh no. It's not, but they have Catholics. Okay. So there's yeah. Christ. So so this is going to be, we're going to go on the side tangent now. While I explain it's, to you guys oh, please. the missionary, the missionaria productiva. Of fucking Christ. Which is a Bene Gesserit uh, plan to uh, seed viral uh, religion across the galaxies so that when they come, those populations are susceptible to their teachings be sure to like comment subscribe (laughs) (laughs) let's see i can actually pull up the exact i've got this uh in the book i just bought we've got a little terminology of the imperium we can call upon okay (laughs) for fuck's sake uh always ask me hey when did rory like lose you oh it's around terminology of the imperium i think right so the arm of the Bene Gesserit order charged with sowing infectious superstitions on primitive worlds, thus opening those regions to exploitation by the Bene Gesserit. And this is the missionary position? The missionaria protectiva. This is the right. five-year mission? <laughs> like from Star uh, Trek? Yeah. Yours was better, Andy, I know. <laughs> so it's okay. Are they, it usually are, isn't. Are they suggesting that then Catholicism on Earth is the result of space-faring populations dropping seeds? I think the implication is that, and also that they probably didn't make up an infinite number of religions, so they probably dropped Catholicism on a number of places. So right. that was like that was like in their Rolodex as yeah. like... <laughs> uh, Earth, okay, this, uh, we'll Should do, we do Catholicism on this They one. get the beard one. Oh, let's give them two beard ones, that'll be funny. <laughs> Should we do, yeah, like Zarlaxianism, uh, Grofarg, like, ah, Catholicism, let's do that one, that's fun. Okay, interesting. So it's kind of in our world, it's kind of in yeah. our universe, it's implied that it's in our universe sort of in a sideways way. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay, so so back to the orange Catholics. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, sorry, I just still no need some time it, that with was a, Orange Catholics. That was that was a really important sidestep we just took. Uh, I just really needed to know if Jesus was was a thing. No, I in, uh, orange universe. Jesus. <laughs> Is that like an orange Julius? <laughs> Can I order him at the mall? <laughs> right next to the Auntie Anne's pretzels. Um, okay, so what's the special deal with this Bible that he's gotten? Well, you know how, like, a lot of writers are really prissy about how cool books are? Yes. <laughs> so yes, Frank yes, Herbert explains how cool books are for about for a while. And he's like, this book uh, is cool. If you touch it on the sides, it opens to the point you pushed. And I don't know. It's a whole it's a whole fucking thing. The point uh-huh. is, it's a cool it's a cool book. It's paper, but it's spacey. And okay. um, then Paul starts reading, reading chapters out of this Bible. And UA wanted Paul to read his favorite quote. Uh, Paul doesn't. So here's where we get a little trick, oh. a little little trick of the trade. Paul's uh, Paul's little spooky, his spider sense t- uh, has him read a different passage. And it gives UA the, the heebie-jeebies. Why, oh. you might ask? Why does he get the jeebs? Uh, so this Bible belonged to his dead wife. That was to, to both, UA's dead wife. Yeah, UA's dead wife, and like a couple of like fucking nerds, they both marked their favorite Bible passage <laughs> in the Bible, and uh, he found her mark instead of his mark. Welcome back mm. to our podcast, Bible Dune Bible Stories with Rory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so but they're not like literally marked like they've got tabs or whatever. It's not as it's basically that, although they did like a secret code, so only they know how to open up the Bible to the secret spots. Okay, so he kind of did some woo-woo voodoo and found the wife passage instead mm-hmm. of the UA passage. Are we saying, and wait, so Paul did this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Paul so now the scary, the scary UA passage. full-on thinks that, that Paul is a ghost. Well, yeah, he's he, and, and we also learn a little bit about um, UA's wife, uh, Juana who not only was a Benny Jesuit priestess, which is how she, so she taught Yue how to resist the uh, Imperial brainwashing. Oh, oh so she's a traitor. And uh, well, the, the emperor is not like a solid dude. Okay. All right. So it's murky. Yeah, it's murky. Everyone's Great. a little bit of a rebel. Uh-huh. Uh, so not only that, but the Harkonnens killed her. Okay. Oh. So Yue's, Yue's traitorous intentions are a little bit, a little bit, I would say, sideways, but the general ex- expectation is that he offered to do something to Baron Harkonnen, who I don't think knows that he killed this guy's wife. Oh. And when so he, he has the opportunity... A, he could be like a double or a triple traitor. Yeah, yeah like a triple traitor. He, he, he's a triple traitor. He wants to get close enough to, to kill the guy, but he's willing uh. to let the Atreides die for his for his opportunity. Okay. But he feels guilty because he's gotten close because to the little him, sweet yeah. boy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, I think I have a good handle on that. Yeah. Now, can you explain to me how they can be Benny Jesuit and also Orange Catholic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think because the Orange Catholic Bible is basically a prototext for Benny Jesuit teachings, oh, that okay. it's kind of like the Old Testament, like an Old Testament to got it, to New so, Testament sort of relationship. Yeah, but in this case, it's the it's the Orange Catholics, which will never not be fucking stupid. By the way, I'm just gonna. <laughs> go down on that ship real fast. I feel uh, like Frank Herbert was just kind of reached a lazy point where he's like, can I just find a world building way to reuse Earth shit? 
Roman Catholic. I could call it like Cabraxian Catholic. No, Orange Catholic. <laughs> well, you're in luck because the glossary has a has an ins- has a passage about the Orange Catholic Bible. So shall we find oh, out shit. what that means? Yeah, read it. it. Read it. Just all right. The accumulated book, the religious text produced by the commission of uh, Ecu. Ooh, here's a hard one. Ecumenical. <laughs> ecumenical. I don't think that's a real word. Oh yeah, yeah ecumenical. ecumenical. Ecumenical is a word? Okay. Uh By the commission of ecumenical translators, it contains elements of most ancient religions, including the Momethsari Mahayana Christianity, Zen Sunni Catholicism, and Buddha-Islamic traditions. Okay. Wow. Its supreme commandment is considered (laughs) to be, thou shalt not defigure the soul. There's a lot going on there. Catholic this Bible. just lives in the glossary in the back of your uh, your used paperback tome. Mm-hmm. I'm as cool. giddy as a little as a little <laughs> goat boy in a in a in a grass factory. He's <laughs> <laughs> an excited goat. I liked that. I liked that one a lot. That's very wholesome. <laughs> Surprisingly wholesome for Rory. <laughs> yeah. No blue yeah. descriptions of a root like phallus. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Just well, giddy there as a goat was. boy in a grass factory. Yeah. All right. Let's not make a meal out of his. his... Uh, Austin's getting jealous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is UA the whole chapter? This, yep. Uh, UA's, UA, UA and Paul is our chapter five. That sounds actually like a fun chapter. I, yeah. I kind of enjoyed hearing about that yeah only kind of though you got to work harder rory you got to get <laughs> me on board i'm not there yet i'm not a dune fanatic yet no it, it's weird so that's the funny thing about dune that 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 short of anything else really is um, there really any funny thing about dune no you so what i was gonna say was that um a lot of if you had to tell somebody why dune was good on paper you would, would almost always fail but somehow it really to me is a is a strong read Sure. Mm. That's just, it's just better. It's just much more interesting than, than the pieces of the puzzle might, uh, might, uh, portray. Right. Better than some of its parts. Yeah. Every, right. uh, interaction I've had with someone who professes to love Dune has always, uh, very, very quickly gotten to the point where they are spouting gibberish no. words at me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like they're speaking in tongues and there's, you know, I'm recognizing some of them now because, you know, you're our little ambassador into this world. But, mm-hmm. you know, when a person is trying to get you to read a book and their first thing is like, oh, yeah, so there's these things called the Bene Gesserit. Like, that does not work. It's a high barrier to entry. It does yeah. not work to get me to read your book. It, it's uh, It suffers from, you know, not only not having predecessors who to, to lean on, um, when it comes to like a you know sci-fi epic is pretty is probably the first one and then also kind of is hurt by the fact that people have learned how to tell sci-fi epics in a in a more um inviting way right yeah so it it does it does you know i think feel to to people to readers of our exposure um unapproachable but it might not have been so um willfully obtuse in the at the time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, especially when the fantasy at the time was similarly heavy. You know, sure. like Tolkien. You know, Tolkien was was pretty big at the time. 
Yeah, and, and I mean, in sci-fi certainly. I mean, this, this is before like Philip K. Dick. Sci-fi right. was getting heady. We've got some like Ursula Le Guin and stuff, but I'm not sure anything kind of hits the you know thousand odd pages that Dune does. Yeah. Well, and remember, Dune is Dune. Dune was written in the '60s, Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not that old, right. but it is before a lot of big sci-fi. And before, uh, yeah, before the, like a thousand page books was like a commonality in, in yeah. genre fiction. I mean, it's just past the ser- the era of sci-fi being completely riz- whiz bang, <laughs> d- you know, Buck Rogers, uh, you know, things not getting super heady and things not like. Right. Well, you've got you've got you've got two kind of wings going on. Like, yeah, that sort of like pulp serials happening. But at the but same time, there's... like I said, there's all the sort of like academic sci-fi that's been going on. Yeah, I mean, Asimov with Asimov and Arthur Clarke sure. and all these guys. Right. Have you, if you've uh, ever, uh, I, I mean, I don't know that I suggest it, but like uh, C.S. Lewis of Narnia fame wrote several science fiction novels, like at the time, like a long time ago. And does the science C.S. stand of, for computer science? Yes, it does. <laughs> computer science Lewis wrote several sci fi no- novels. And uh, yeah, they're not based on real great science because we didn't really know that much at the time right about like space and all this other shit and so his sci-fi it's almost like fantasy because of how little that people actually knew at the time so like yeah yeah, there were there were lots of weird things if you go back far enough but but yeah i i kind of buy into your argument rory like right like dune is in terms of something like uh like what asimov would do with uh like the foundation series Mm -hmm. you know like Nobody really knew how to write or, like, what a sci-fi epic story was going to look like. Right. And the Foundation series wasn't really even... I mean, it's it's a mosaic of stories. Yes, exactly. It's a mosaic of stories. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. The Infinite Backlog is our extremely exciting Marvel podcast where we started at 1961 and we move forward with way too much reading. Wham, bam, pow. (laughs) And you get to hear almost every week Rory and Shane complain about how much reading it is. There's so much reading. It's always Warlock. (laughs) It comes out most Saturdays. Saturday morning, Tuesdays, you guys, it's the show that started it all. Uh, You can hear me, Rory, and Andy, and we are on this journey most Tuesdays where we are looking through the weirdest and wildest, coolest and droolest uh, (laughs) cartoons, children's cartoons, adult cartoons from all across the spectrum of time. We're going to cover your favorite show. Maybe we're going to talk about the ones you hate. Probably. (laughs) And it's a great, wonderful time. So be sure to catch that. And of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows, really, and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, And, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give, 
We would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. <laughs> um, send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. <laughs> Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.